highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. Isn't it amazing that the issues we had in the 60s with people killing us, now we're killing us, and we're not saying anything about it. Had white people come through Milwaukee and started killing black people, the world would have stopped on its axis because so many people would have shown up to defend the neighborhood. But yet crime is literally out of control. And we're talking about it? It's an issue? What is your plan? What's the secret? Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Milwaukee, like many other major cities in the United States, has some issues that we have to work on. And that's no secret. And I've been talking about those issues over the course of my campaign for mayor. You're joking, right? Talking about it? Where's the plan? We keep talking about plans, talking about strategies. Where is the plan? What are we doing? Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. It's decimating the black community. Yeah, because y'all don't eat right. So when you get sick because you don't eat right, because you're overweight, and nobody tells you because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because we live in a world now where if you hurt somebody's feelings, you might get arrested. It's ridiculous. Idiotic. If you know you're not supposed to have certain things because you have diabetes, don't eat it. Oh, but it tastes so good. Okay. Tell that to your children and your grandchildren who won't see you because you decided to eat. Doesn't make any sense to me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Good afternoon and welcome in to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris here on the new 1017 The Truth. I am Kyle Wallace and alongside me is Serena B. How you doing, Miss Serena B? I'm doing lovely. How are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> we are in for Dr. Ken Harris who is on assignment and it's quite the day that we have set up here. We have Denise Calloway who's coming in from Connect MKE. She is the show host on Connect MKE on My24 and Channel 18 as well. And she'll be talking about their next episode that will be airing on Monday, August 15th. So we're excited to have that conversation at 5 p.m. But in addition, as I said, I'm here with Serena B. And Serena, you were talking to me a little bit before the show about something that you stumbled across and you kind of did a little research on talking about loneliness. And, and yeah. there's a lot of things going on, but it kind of intrigued me. And I just wanted you to elaborate a little bit. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this right now because there's been a lot of research that has come out recently about the next impending epidemic. And it's the epidemic of loneliness. And so it just got me thinking, like, what's contributing to this? Is it contributing to why the country's so divisive at the moment? There's a lot of high rates of anxiety and depression. But the study that, that caught my eye recently was a study put out uh, by Psychology Today where it found that men 
are reporting higher rates of loneliness than any other group. And I should say heterosexual men are reporting higher rates of loneliness than any other group. And I was just thinking, like, what what is contributing to this? So this was found through a survey on a dating app. Uh, Right now, 62% of men are reporting these rates of loneliness. Or I'm sorry, they make up the... 62% 62% of dating app users and high rates of those men are reporting difficulty in finding matches and connecting with people. I just thought this was really interesting. Like, why are men so lonely? <laughs> well, with me being uh, the expert, one of the two expert <laughs> men in the room, yeah. maybe not. Uh, maybe I may be the more loneliness expert on this. I find this to be interesting. I don't, I, I don't know about because, so this is what I find interesting. I don't know because of the fact that men are on dating apps or men are being single longer that it means that we're lonely no i agree i agree with you i don't think it means you're lonely but what they're finding is Uh, that more men are reporting being lonely feeling seriously lonely and so there's a couple of reasons for this so in Mm -hmm. in psychology today they laid out a couple of these factors one of them is that women have higher relationship standards. And so they're not just settling for any man that comes along. Now, do you think this is becoming... So here's my thing when looking at relationships and talking about loneliness and women setting different relationship standards. Are men setting the... Excuse me. Are women setting the standard for relationships to be entirely too high? Where in return, I don't know what the marriage rates are, but are women women staying single Mm -hmm. longer as well? Are women getting married? Are women getting married later than what they used to? Are women now also finding themselves... I'm getting a d- divorces a little bit more. Like, what is the impact that the toll that this is taking on women? So I think for women, they are staying single longer. They are getting married way later. I can attest to that. <laughs> okay. I haven't been married yet. I'm pushing 40. Uh, but I think what's really interesting is that a lot of women are now making more money for themselves and they're higher educated. And so they don't need men as a safety. I'm sorry. So, well, I'm so, sorry. So we don't all, need you. This all sounds self-inflicted. Net. This sounds self Like the things that... And, and I'm just, I'm speaking, and I, I was I, I wanted to set you up for this because this is this <laughs> to is the, shoot me down. No, I this see. is the answer that I'm this is the answer that I'm getting is that we are I feel like we are now getting into an age where I am all you know I am woman hear me roar I'm all for that like yeah, I'm, I'm all right. p- p- power to the women I, you know mm-hmm. I come from a family with a lot of strong powerful black women that are doing amazing things and making you know making you know great careers and and being great role models to many people so I'm all for that but the problem is now is that. If y'all are setting your standard too high and aiming extremely too high, y'all going to end up lonely just like us. Y'all making us lonely <laughs> to the fact that y'all setting these. Maybe the standard that you are setting might be a little bit impossible. Why are we the ones that have to lower our standards for y'all? All right. So I think it's two things. One is what I said before, which is we don't need men as a safety net anymore. In the past, women didn't go off to college. They didn't get good jobs. They got married and they had children and were stuck in the home. Right? Are we the only ones that marry for love then, men? No, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm saying a lot of people, that was just the the route that you took as a woman. Like when I'm thinking about my grandma and and some of my aunties, like they just got married and and then they had kids and a lot of them ended up getting divorced much later on and they had to start over, right? We don't have to do that anymore. So again, I I hear what you're saying, but all I'm saying is this, and sometimes some people say I'm problematic in the things that I say, so I apologize. I, I, apo- I apologize to anybody that might be offended with what I'm finna say. But just if you hear what you just said and you're just, you know, you're talking about your experience and you're talking about what the article saying is that if 
women are looking at men as safety nets and security. No. And what are men looking at I know, women at? I know where you're going with it. Hold but, on. Hold yeah, on. Let me take well, a step back. Yeah. I think what we're seeing is higher quality relationships in smaller numbers. So I think mm. a lot of people were just pairing up because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I know, you know, coming from uh, Ozaki County, a lot of my friends got married. They were like all married by like 24. Yeah, young, huh? Had kids, bought houses. And I was like, no, you know, like that's crazy. But there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure. Like I started to doubt myself. I had, you know, was going through it. And then I realized, you know, it wasn't for me at, mm-hmm. at that time. So I think what it is, and, and psychology today actually pointed this out, is that as women become increasingly selective, they're looking for men who are emotionally available, good communicators, and share similar values. They're just, you know, tightening their standards and so they're looking for quality relationships and not as much as you know just settling for anyone i don't think that's a bad thing no i i I don't think it's a bad thing either i just think now that women are setting these expectations and maybe these expectations are unrealistic expectations that are lee are now saying not saying men are great men are garbage trash we're we're all that like i (laughs) I can again. And I can attest. Can be too. I can, to a, let's, let's I can attest equal, to the, the the men pool being pretty trash, but there are some yeah. quality ones out there. And I've said it before. Yeah. I've been on MK in the morning with Mel and DZ, and I said it out there. I think I'm pretty dang quality. I think I'm a pretty decent catch. I got my life in order. I got all yeah. this. But some people would think, oh well, you don't wear these shoes or you don't do that. Yeah, Whereas like, but, but that, but but that, but the standard. I'm saying the standard that I think some of these women are setting now. And I, a, a young lady, I. Used a date great woman great mm-hmm. woman and she i think she adjusted her lifestyle in order to to be with me and kind of suppressed her, her urge to want to buy the bag buy the you know keep mm. up with the joneses i don't yes. keep up with the joneses i keep nope. up with the wallace that's that, 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 i keep up that, kyle wallace I'm that's who i keep up with so and so but i but what i see we broke up and she got the bag she mm-hmm. got the car she got all mm-hmm. got all those things that a lot of people want and now when she 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 dates she's, but is she happy I don't know. I thing. don't talk to her. I actually but think I don't that know. when you have that financial pressure removed for both the man and the woman, then you do seek out relationships that actually are based on love. But but, but there but, is a but, section but of the population. But women are searching for financial security more there than men are. There is a section of the population that still seek out that financial security. I th- at what? Okay, so for you personally, you being yes. the resident woman in the room. Yes, I'm um, a resident. And, Thank yeah, you. and so address me as such. You sure no, just, are, and you are the expert <laughs> woman in the room. <laughs> and so, so with that, in your younger, at what point, and you may not have never have been you. You weren't yeah. ever rushed to want to get married, but you did. No, so I you didn't. did have a point where you're looking. You're like dang why am i the one not getting married was there ever a point where you were looking for some type of financial stability when you were looking at a guy was financial stability one of the things that was a key component that you were seeking for them to be able to provide they can have a a decent job but was it good enough in order to give you the stability like if you did i I wish i could tell you that there was because (laughs) because i spent way too much time just dating bumps i was the type of person like i didn't i I didn't care no honestly like people used to give me crap about this like i always dated a guy for just his personality i didn't even date the most attractive guys now you see me i i've had i had a lot of offers for that financial security i'm not that sounded bad but it's true she was being pimped out dc no i'm Ah, saying i'm just kidding i turned it down i'm not gonna name any names no 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 there's some great high (laughs) class gentlemen that were interested yeah businessmen or business owners and things that and and you know, some of them were doing right and some of them were single <laughs> or some of them weren't doing right. Some of them actually were single. But for me, that wasn't 
I don't look for that. Yeah. I really don't. And so uh, my mom has even joked, like, you should have looked for that. You fumbled the bag, huh? <laughs> but I wanted to do it on my own. So I was a little bit different, but I could have. And I, I did go through periods of time where I was like, damn, maybe I should. Because it would be easy. But would I be happy? Would I really? I don't know. I, I feel, feel like, like I feel like a lot of women. There's another woman on my Facebook page who I know for a fact. Who, yeah. If you look at the track record of who people date. Yes. And who the, I know a couple people like this. The track record of who people date. If you have a track record of 10 years of you dating a certain specific type of individual, mm. but then all of a sudden you start dating something that doesn't really match that type of person you usually date, but they got that one thing that the others didn't have, yeah. money and financial security, mm. it seems to me that they're always willing to give that gentleman a try. And they may really? stay with them because of the financial things that they and gains that they get from it. And so I'm not saying it's women's fault why men are lonely. It's mostly yeah. our fault that while we're lonely because we also are problematic because of our failure to be able to adjust ourselves and be able to uh, mature at a fast enough pace to realize uh, we need to make some type of adaptions in order to um, meet the needs of many women out there. But, yeah. you know, but, but I, that's I just think really, women play a role in this as well for us. But that's a really important reflection because if this was you and I sitting on the radio 20 years ago, I don't think a man would say that. I think there's a lot more conversations about mental health, emotional things, things like that. So I don't know. I don't Kyle, I don't know why you're lonely. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't say I'm lonely. I'm just playing. just in case somebody listening, general, baby. I general. ain't lonely. I ain't lonely. <laughs> you gotta throw that out there before we go to break. We'll talk more about this on the other side. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I believe it's 62% of men now are lonely. 62% of men make up dating apps and a high oh, rate make of up. those men are reporting feel, serious feelings of loneliness. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so as Dizzy Whisper, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 62% are lonely. But if you don't want to be lonely, I got something for you to do. The Harbor, Pe- uh, the Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival is Saturday, August 20th, and it will be filled with great music, fun, food, and Grammy-nominated jazz saxophonist Richard Elliott, who will be performing live. Tune into The Truth with Sherwin Hughes all week long as he will be giving away a pair of tickets each day to the Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival located on Kenosha's beautiful lakefront. You might find a beautiful woman or man or whatever you're into at the Harbor Park Festival. Make sure you go to that website, the Kenosha Harbor Park Jazz Festival, to find out more information and tune in to Sherwin Hughes tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And <laughs> go meet people in person. I think that's part of the problem. I think too many people are on dating apps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh, the yeah, I don't, you know, yeah. If I was single, I would I would probably be back on dating apps. But I've tried it before, and I was like, uh-uh, I can't. This is crazy. So you think you think dating the sixty two percent of men that are on dating apps is leading to their loneliness? Don't you think it's just no? I don't think it's leading to their loneliness. I think it's a factor. In their I think you, you know, I feel like people need to get out in person more. And we haven't been able mm. to do that during the pandemic, which is exacerbating all of the feelings of loneliness across the board, not just men, but women, young people. 61% of young people are also reporting 
serious feelings of, of loneliness. So they're not alone in that. But I do think with this particular set that was reported in Psychology Today, that maybe in addition to dating apps, you should try to seek out real life activities. Do you think it's easy to just swipe, right? Or yeah. and, and everybody's, you know, you're you're picking people through filters and I just feel like I don't know. I did not have any filters on my page. Before. You had no filter? Well, I don't need any oh, filters. You I'm should just... probably put some filters in. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't. Maybe, maybe, maybe the matches would have went up had I had filters on. You saying? I was maybe. I, I mean, no. I mean, cast men, a wide do, net, Kyle. Do men put cast filters? a wide net. Oh, I thought you meant filters. I thought you meant on like your face. Yeah. Your photos? I'm not talking about photo oh, filters. I thought she was calling you yeah. ugly, Kyle. Yeah. I, like, oh I thought God. she was calling you ugly. What I was like, dang, do you think I, do you think I am? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the filters, like oh, age group, lifestyle, the the dating filters, y'all. Not. I am not up here being me. <laughs> Kyle was like, what the? I was like, hey, shots fired. Blah. I <laughs> not at all. I wasn't too concerned. I want, not one, at all. One thing that just leads to me to the conversation that I want to talk about a little bit here is when we talk about loneliness and you talk about uh, another 60% of people kind of feeling, you know, as if, you know, they're lonely. Do you think our generation, and I would say a mixture of our generation and then also Gen Z people, we are so trying to be so in tune with our emotions that we're causing ourselves to be more sad. Because hmm. I just don't feel like, I feel like this the generations before is, us don't talk, they didn't have these same didn't, conversations. Yeah, they didn't have these same conversations. You know, it's really interesting. So my son probably fits into the Gen Z. He's Oh, he's a Gen he's Z. He's 18, right? So he's like super Gen Z. Uh, I think what's happening is the pendulum has swung too far. I think talking, you know, mental health, you know, here's the thing. Today, there was a, a story that came out today about Slack. Slack is the, you know, the workplace chat tool, uh, instant messaging. And they don't, there was an automated reply that said, don't use the word, the phrase, you guys, try y'all or try all of you. And it's like, in Wisconsin, we say you guys. I mean, I do. <laughs> if you're from a small town, you say you guys I try, all the time, I, right? I, I try my best to be uh, gender neutral. <laughs> You do? I, I try. But I say guys and like, gals. It's, it's like a colloquial thing. It's like that's just what we say. It doesn't mean we – I mean, I just feel like the, anything you say – you know, with Beyonce's lyrics recently that came out where you can't say spaz anymore. It's it's an ableist insult. Uh, or it's a – I'm sorry. People living with disabilities, it's like an insult. Listen, you can't like, even – you don't even know how to even say it right. I know because you I want to make sure – I know. I, correctness listen, is I, know. I don't want no listeners hitting the talk text line. <laughs> no. I, I, we, <laughs> like, I'm that's not you. the way that you say it. So I feel like the pendulum has swung too far. And I feel like it will it will come back into balance. I really do. But, yeah, I think, like, it's – crazy i think it's 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 re, it's got it's re, reached ridiculous levels in my opinion I, some of it is valid and very much warranted and we should be we should try to be cognizant and kind to all of our fellow human beings but some of it is just like i can't no i i, I agree can't. when you say the pendulum's too swung too much that could be a great lead into another conversation we can have later about the pendulum swinging way too far on just everything that we're in but i i completely yeah, agree that i, I have been Working my hardest in order to live more in a politically correct world. And so when we when we talk about this loneliness stuff and trust me, I have emotions. I, I have mm -hmm. feelings like I definitely I definitely do. But also, I guess it's just I come from the background of you have your feelings, you have your emotions and you don't need to wallow in your own sorrows all the time. Where I, I, I feel I like a, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people do that. 
And with that, all it does is bring you down and make you more sad when you have to just do nothing but think about how sad you are. And then in addition to that, when we talk about the political correctness of certain things, that stuff, listen, that's going to drive me crazy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just one time, I think on MK in the morning, we talked about using saying mental retardation. Now, when you when you talk when you talk about that, because now it went from that to then being special, special education, special needs. And then and then also people you talk about uh, learning, learning disability. Now mm-hmm. it's learning differences. Mm-hmm. And then there's and then uh, I know even with uh, I was talking to somebody and they told me about um, you don't say they committed suicide. You say they die by suicide. Like yeah. there's there's so many yeah, there's so many things that have changed. There is. But so, that some is of them... found to be offensive, which to me, it wasn't once offensive before. But it really, I mean, it, there's even out of uh, the George Floyd and, and everything in the Black Lives Matter movement, there's also been a lot of changes. I know as a reporter, you know, we get a lot of updates on the correct language to use in our own reporting. So, like, if we're if we're if we're writing a, an article about real estate, for example, or I was mm-hmm. doing some marketing for a real estate company, we can't say master bedroom anymore. It's now referred to as the primary bedroom. And so these changes are happening all over, but I think they're happening at such a rapid pace. And I think we have to think about. I mean. <sighs> Anything could offend anybody. It's like in my stand-up comedy, you know, like you can't even say what you want to say in comedy. Right? Dave Chappelle can't even make jokes. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So it's it's like, again, the pendulum has swung too far. I would love to see it come back into balance. I think a lot of these people pointing out these things that are offensive is valid, but I think some of them are just they're just empty or they're just. I don't know. No, people I, are creating people are creating drama that people doesn't are creating. It's like it's, you can't post an article without somebody saying, "Oh, they use this language, and now that's." And it's like, well, we don't use it like that. We don't use the word spaz to mean yeah, muscle never, spasms. But that's the thing we didn't know that. And, we, here, and, it, and, and that's not, where it's like a lot of it is just being created. I feel like, and people are just piping in, and now everybody is offended. This, everybody. We are words that have a different meaning. Are become things that they weren't originally for. Vocabulary so, evolves over time. Yes, and, and that's the thing that people are forgetting. Linguistics change all of the time. As how, someone but, who's a lover of words, it frustrates me to no end that again there are valid opportunities to to educate the people on, on what might be super offensive language, but there are prime examples of where. A, a word has evolved to a point that it no longer carries that past meaning and we don't need to bring it into the present and create all this distension. I, I agree. But also we have to understand where are some words where I'll go back to mental retardation. When people when people used to say that, that actually is the that was the actual term used for. It. But what happened was people brought a stigma around the word. So now the proper word becomes this negative thing by saying that. And so mm-hmm. you find another word to replace that. But all you're going to do is 20 years someone from now, gonna, some, it, that someone next else word. Someone else is going to say that's the wrong word. It's gonna, and I, I believe it's with learning differences is that it used to be, it used to be learning disorder. Uh, learning disability. Uh, disability and mm-hmm. then and then now learning differences and i think now it's even something else that they're moving to there's neurodivergent we, i don't even know what that is i don't even know what neurodivergent means i have no idea it can I, mean it, it's a range of things but it could it, it can mean everything from something on the autism spectrum but when or does someone it, like me who has adhd but <laughs> when does it when does it stop it doesn't though? that's the thing that's what scares me right now it doesn't 
stop. I, I feel like the faucet is not going to turn off. But this I, is actually, what leads to us feeling so. This is what exactly what leads to people talking about they're so lonely because everybody's so politically correct. Somebody, everybody's so in tune with their emotions. But there's nothing wrong. I want people. Tori Lowe had um um I forgot Addy O'Neill from the Jewish mm-hmm, Family Services mm-hmm. to talk about mental health and how it's important uh, that we need to address our mental health. But at a certain point, like you can't be super fragile where you can't move or you can't take any type That's of jokes. The, the, the fact the that you want somebody who has contributed what blows my mind is the Dave Chappelle thing. Somebody has contributed so much to the world of comedy, as mm-hmm. you know, and then also somebody who has contributed to art. Somebody who has contributed to Absolutely. that school can make can make a joke. Remember, that's what his career is to do is make jokes. He doesn't go around. You don't see him out there picketing at LGBTQ uh, events. You don't see him doing things like that. You see him making jokes. Now, the jokes are insensitive to some, not for me to judge how you take the joke. But the fact that we can discredit all the great things that somebody has done for not only just for the school, but for the art, for the craft, for everything. And we discredit them because we don't like one thing that they said and we want to take things away. What what? like makes me so upset about that situation is that people aren't actually listening to no, the words it doesn't, he's saying. It doesn't matter what They're he says. They're just reactive. It's the headline. They're reactive. It's the headline. It's the clickbait. And what he's actually saying is a is a valid observation of life today. And so that that's what gets me. And the last thing before we, we leave, the one thing that makes me mad because when people create these politically correct things, it leads to things like BIPOC. Now, I don't know about you, Serena. I don't know how you, you feel about that. You know what I thought that. it meant? I'm biracial, so uh, I thought it meant biracial person of color, and I was like, "Yes, we have our own word." I, no, no, for real, I did. Who create? Who cre- I don't know who came up. Did with a it. black person create this? Because I don't, I don't remember I, this conversation I actually happening. Think, I don't. I actually think the answer to that is yes. Well, I don't know what they did. Re- did they I refer? Really did they reference meant, me or you or anybody? I thought it meant biracial person of oh. color, and I was like, "Ooh, that's me." We finally have a classification. I, I hate BIPOC, and now I know there's what? a lot of white people using BIPOC. Because why are you grouping all these people in together now? It was BIPOC with the term. <sighs> I'd rather be a minority and be BIPOC. But what about someone like me? But that doesn't stand for biracial. You're still you're a minority. But that's a, this is a. But do you like minority better than BIPOC? I, I don't like, like BIPOC. BIPOC. I, I like don't BIPOC like better. BIPOC. BIPOC basically makes it exclusive to a certain. What is it? Um, black, indigenous, black, indigenous, and people of color. color. Mm-hmm. No, no. It's not enough. I want to have my, enough letters. Just, I want to be my. Keep growing. Like. I, it's going to keep growing because somebody's going to complain about being not in there. I just, right, I just right. want to be called a minority. I don't, I don't remember this BIPOC thing ever being passed on. I don't, I, in the sense of saying, hey, how do y'all feel about this? I just want to be African American or black. And you know, and back in the day, it used to be. Neg- I don't think I can say that on the read. I'm not sure. You can say nigger in the in the in the form. Oh, I was just going to say negro. Form. I was going to oh. say negro. You know, like back in the day, that oh. was like the proper term. Well, you look at me do like that. Zeke. Don't Zeke, scare I, me I, like I that. Said, I said I don't, I said I don't need it no in, FCC fines. No, it's not an FCC fine because I use it. I use it in context of the fact that <laughs> no, we used to did. be called. We used to be called <laughs> that. Did, and actually, if you were born in certain in a lot of different places, you were born before 1960. You were a Negro on your birth certificate. Both my parents are Negroes. I, but you know what? It's kind of funny about that. Uh, mulatto is a term that I was not allowed to, allowed to say in my house. Oh, really? Up. And and I've heard people say is, it. Is that, offensive, is that an offensive term? That was always considered an offensive term. So if it's bad, did I joke I don't about know. it? I don't know if there's some other biracial people out here listening to the show. I want to know if you think mulatto is an offensive term or what, or if you like BIPOC. Isn't there a rapper named mulatto? 833 I want to know what people think. Oh. Keep it locked. You're listening to Truth in the <laughs> Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. He is on assignment. I'm Kyle Wallace, and I'm with Serena B. But keep it locked here. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
Oh uh, yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Around and round, round they go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their. Cause oh, they sweat a brother majorly And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me She tell me that she needs me Cries when she leaves me And every time she sees me, she squeeze me Ladies, take it easy Hate to sound sleazy, but tease me I don't want it if it's that easy Hey yo, bust it Baby got a problem saying bye-bye Just another hazard of a fly guy Your ass why don't matter My pockets got fatter Now everybody's looking for the ladder And ain't no need in being greedy If you wanna see me, try to keep a number, baby, when you need me And I'll be there in a jiffy Don't be picky, just be happy with this quickie But when you learn, you can't time it down, baby, dog Check it out Welcome back. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. I'm Serena B. and I'm here with Kyle today. And we're talking about PC culture. We've got a couple talk to text, but we want to talk about something else where the pendulum is swinging in another direction that could be what I think is very dangerous for our country. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, yeah, you feeling froggy leaping. They, they leaping. So they leaping. They leaping. <laughs> um, so, just really quick um, on the PC thing. So, today, I'm going to jump ahead, actually. (laughs) Today, uh, Merrick Garland, who is the attorney general, made a statement. He made a public statement, had a press conference with all the stuff going on with Donald Trump in the search, uh, the warrant in the search of his Mar-a-Lago property. There's been a ton of backlash on the right. And what it's resulted in is a lot of violent rhetoric taking place in all of these forums on Truth Social, which is Donald Trump's social media network, um, and on right wing news. And there are a lot of people, including uh, all the way to the top at the White House, who are very concerned that this could result in another January 6th. So today, uh, Mayor Garland made a statement. He is uh, he has filed a motion with the court in Florida uh, with the judge to unseal the warrant to stop some of the backlash and threats to FBI, other law enforcement. And you saw a story today that there's already violence taking place or attempts at violence taking place. Yeah, Serena. So as I'm just kind of sitting around doing my little news check and then I'm on social media and I, I scroll past and and I see a story about a FBI center being shot up or being attacked in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And it was very odd to me because, you know, typically, you know, <laughs> I haven't heard of that story before. Like, I don't know, maybe it hasn't been publicized before. Maybe I, I, I just missed it. But I haven't heard about the FBI having to deal with that type of that type of thing before. I'm sure I'm sure it's happened, but seeing that there might be a correlation between the events that occurred yesterday mm-hmm. and then immediately follow up seeing the FBI being under attack, or I should say two days ago this yeah. happened, and then hearing people talking about defund the FBI, it to me is, is very scary because I said before people feeling froggy and leaping, January sixth occurred. Where literally it wasn't now, was it directly because of what happened with the attack that a Capitol Police officer died? Well, they went into distress and you know, they ended up dying and people ended up getting hurt and they're dealing with their own trauma. A woman was actually killed trying to uh, get into um, the, the Capitol that day. And so yeah. you know, a lot of stuff happened that day that we haven't seen in this country in 
all, probably everybody's lifetime that still is alive. And now that was the first attempt. And now you see this incredible rhetoric being spewed by politicians who are, you know, supposed to be the, the cool, calm heads, the ones that understand the law somewhat. Right. I guess they don't saying defund the defund the FBI who are supposed to be back to bash was a joke. But now you see all that getting spewed and what happens? They put the FBI in the light and now the FBI gets under attack. That is law enforcement who is here to protect our country. Right. Being attacked. And this is coming from the blue lives matter folks. Yeah. The back to bash (laughs) folks. And so that's the, it's never about back in the bag. It's It's about about protecting white supremacy and white superiority. That's, that's exactly what it is. But I'm glad we get to see this come out because now we understand what it really is all about. It's about being everything that's anti-diversity in this country, everything that does not uplift the white man specifically in this country and having them hold on to their power. They are going to be against a white man who did something wrong with Donald Trump. Let me tell you this. The FBI is not going to do what they did without having tight, tight evidence, period. The Department of Justice. Absolutely. This is not this is not political game. This is because Donald Trump did something wrong. That's what happens when you do something wrong. FBI busts people down all the time and they leave you a list of exactly what they took. And Donald Trump could release exactly the list that he got. Of saying, hey, this is what we took. He could release that list so everybody could know. I mean, it ain't like this just is just fake say. or phony. Yeah. Anyways, I so anyways, Merrick Garlic, he he came out, made this statement, and I think uh it's gonna be interesting to see how the backlash unfolds if this motion is approved. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely think it's it should be approved, right? Because now I don't now I This is what so. I don't know. Who's the people who are supposed to approve the most? Like who votes to approve the, the most? judge? Oh, so the, the, the judge the, has to sign off. On. Now, what it is, is that Trump has about a week. Him and his attorneys have a week to file a motion to stop that from happening. But then that makes that makes uh, him look bad, frankly, and and puts everything flies in the face of everything he's been saying the past three days. But we're going to talk more about this after the break. So we'll see you guys on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Dr. Ken Harris is on assignment. So you have me, Kyle Wallace, with Serena B. And we are live from the American Family Insurance Studio here at Radio City. If you want to join in on the conversation, hit us up at 833-212-1017. That is the talk and text line. So you can call or you can shoot us a text. But also to be reminded, at 5 p.m., we will be joined by Denise Calloway, the host of Connect MKE, and we're going to have a conversation on race um, because that is exactly what she'll be talking about on her show on My24 and uh, CW18 on Monday, August 15th on My24 and CW18 as they have Connect MKE, a conversation on race. They'll be talking about the efforts at Freighter and the MMAC to increase diversity and 
in collusion. So again, keep it locked in at five o'clock as we'll be joined by Denise Calloway uh, for a nice little interview here. But before we went to break, we were really talking about the FBI raid and how the pendulum is swinging on both sides. You have an extreme where it's a lot of political correctness. And then you have the extreme where you have people like Alex Jones making up stuff and having to go to court and having to pay millions of dollars for the lies that he is spewing. We just are living in a world where there is no center. It's either far left or far right. And those in the middle, I personally will believe I'm in the middle. We're just lost looking at both people as lunatics. There's a lot of different realities taking place right now, and it's it's scary to see. And it's interesting because The Daily Show uh, has a segment with Jordan Klepper, I believe, and he talks to people outside of Trump rallies, and they came to Waukesha recently, and they just aired this video. And the stuff that was coming out of these people's mouths was terrifying. Something about the connection to the shape of a pizza, to pedophilia, to numeric codes. I feel like some of this stuff got to be planted because these folks is crazy. No. Hold on. I have heard the theory of child endangering by putting pizza on kids' clothing. That's like the mark of some pedophilia. I've never Child abduction. Listen, I don't be putting food on my kids' clothes for that reason. I'm just saying. Goodness. Wait mm-hmm. a second. Put mm-hmm. food. I, what does that mean? Nah, I Listen, don't I'm not I a pedo, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'm just saying. So, if you listen to the, if you watch the interview, what scares me is like, um, I grew up in a very similar area, and it, and I have watched my own friends and family members go down this rabbit hole, and. You know, I, I worry that they're not going to come back. Listen, no, I, I got a friend as well who went down. And, and the thing is, the sad thing about it is, Serena, they I've have, lost friends they have over no, this. But over they have the no idea. They have no idea that they're falling for a trap. And they'll, they they'll, call, they'll call you sheep and that you're not awake. But yes. they don't realize that the things that they are saying is all the exact same things. When it's you talk it's about like a pedestal, regurgitation it, of it, talking points. But they have no idea how don't. deep they are because they can't realize that what they're saying is a whole bunch of other things that other people are saying is the exact same thing. But I'm the sheep i'm the follower but you're regurgitating things that you can't there's no factual proof about it but uh we do have we do have al from milwaukee al you're on the new 1017 the truth al what exactly are you calling in to discuss well i hear you talking about the far left the far right and things that's terrifying the only thing i was gonna say even a crazy person and even a lunatic has common sense and they're far from stupid and by no means yes they do Yes, they do, because I can guarantee you if the FBI say if you do this, you will meet your final maker and you will get a bullet in your head, they will change their tune. And one thing you have to understand, people who speak about death are usually afraid about afraid of death. Think about it. January 6th, they did what they did because they was not chased with no bullets or no hollow point bullets. But if they seen their blood and their souls and their blood splatter, just like it was attached to the disciples of the devil, they will not be doing what they're doing. They're doing what they're doing because they have not came into contact with the Grin Reaper or looking down the barrel of that long-nosed shotgun. So if you so if the so if the level is set for you to do what you do and there's no consequences, they're going to do it. That's why they only pick on people that are good. A devil never fight a devil because a devil know how to operate. But when you think of a devil, then you know how to take the devil down. It's all psychological. If they if the F, if they said that in the FBI said if you come, I'm gonna blow your head off and your family will will visit you at a funeral home or a plot. And they set an example. 
Trust me, they will not do it. The same way they did Huey Nuke and Dr. King, you do them people who stand to Trump, they will definitely fall back. Because just as well as they want to put fear of death, they don't want to die neither because they want to get home to Savannah Joe, Melissa Daniel, and Jasmine Sinclair, who slept with the old baseball field, who came down with syphilis in a small rural town. So they are not stupid and dumb by a long shot. They use it by pushing fear. But when that fear hit them in the middle of their head, where their head cracked and their brains come out the back of their head, trust me, they will get the point. You just don't got to play with them. Stand on it. That's all the FBI got to say. You come, you're dead. Boom, we shoot you. We, shoot you. we bury you. That's it. Lead by example. Same thing they did to black people. Do to them, and they'll fall in place. That's the problem. Everybody want to. We're so terrified. No, you don't. Fight them with their own fire. You kill us, FBI. We have right to the guns and the laws that we choose to break with loopholes. We're going to blow your head off. And then your wife or your side piece is going to bury you. And trust me, they will fall in line. Thank you. All right, Al, we appreciate you calling in. We have Tony on the line. <laughs> I was just going to say, Al, one person did get a bullet in the head. I believe Ashley Babbitt, I believe her name. I can't even search her on my computer. I don't, don't want to go back to the conversation that we shouldn't fight fire with fire. But <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Tony, you're on Truth of the Afternoon. What are your thoughts on Man, this discussion? How y'all going to have me try to come back from behind Al? You're like, I can't back that up. You should have <laughs> called sooner, Tony. We got, we got about two and a half minutes here, Tony. What's happening, man? So, anyway, I wanted to clarify the issue with the whole pizza on the shirt thing. Please that do. Stems from the whole pizza, that stems from the whole pizza gay issue. Mm-hmm. Um, back when that lunatic thought that they were having child sex rings at the bottom of the pizza um, yes. um, parlor. So, yes. that's what that stems from. Um, and the other thing is, is that, you know, I've, I've seen these publications online talking about the FBI situation. And it's like... I am, I'm really, it falls on deaf ears with me because nobody, none of these people, where were these people at when they were talking about the FBI raiding um, black rallies? Where were they at when they were, when, um, you know, Dr. King and as uh, Al said, he repeat Newton, when they were getting infiltrated by the FBI and killing uh, um, black leaders? Mums was the word for them. It's no different from where these during the crack epidemic, you know, you didn't hear anything from them. It was more police, police, police. But when it comes to opioid addiction, what's hitting the suburbs, now it's like, hey, let's get these clinics. Let's look after these people. So, I mean, it falls on deaf ears for me. I do agree the FBI needs to be, the alphabet needs to be done. They're, they're um, branches on their own. They operate under their own. That's too, that FBI, I don't know if you know this, they're 99 and 1 when it comes to killing people. Uh, with impunity, and then when they get testified for it, it's just like, oh, so what, had, what had, had happened was um, we just go ahead and let this go by. I'm, so Tony, I can I just interject real quick? Was, we got two minutes here. Yeah. And when you when you talk about, when you, just going back to talking about Huey Newton and how people aren't empathizing with it, I mean, do you find it harder to empathize with somebody that does not look like you? Because I think that's what it comes down to is that a lot of these, these in this situation here, you have a lot of people that love Trump, that empathize with Trump this happening to him, do you think that's because of the color of their skin or you just think it's purely because they're racist and they just don't care that, you know, we had to deal with this and still do to this day? I just think it's just because it's twofold. I think it's both. So um, it's some of them just lost, they've just lost in the sauce and they need some, something to hold on to. And the other people just are outright biggest. And so, you know, they, they, we won't replace them. So um, you have it on both sides. I Neither feel like Jews and blacks. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just they're they're all, they're they're in between. So it's it's both sides of the coin for me. 
But getting back to what I was saying, I don't know if you got you can probably look this up. I can probably send it to you. There was a guy that was handcuffed to a chair. He was being investigated by the FBI. Somehow he got two bullets to the head, and they said the reason it was he they feared for their life with him handcuffed to the back of the chair. So unless he was Jason Bourne, I don't understand how you feel for your life. But this was the, this was right after the Sanaya brothers in Boston. Um, it was a relative of his, and so they just. And went Tony got to wrap up real quick. But I, yeah, I just wanted to drop that line right there. So I, I do agree somewhat with these people, and I really can't empathize with them because they didn't have empathy for us when we were when our community was getting destroyed by the FBI. Thank you so much, Tony. Here. And we'll have more conversation here on the other side. Denise Calloway from Connect MKE Conversations will join us to talk about their upcoming show on the CW18 and My24. Keep it locked. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon on the new 1017 The Truth.